We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, being a husband and a girl dad, sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris each week wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. It is post-buy game day as the Green Bay Packers are down in Tampa Bay taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My name is Mike Wendland, back with you guys after a couple of weeks. I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford bringing you today's preview. And Gage, it's been a couple weeks since they've played. It's going to be an interesting game going forward, and it's going to be possibly the final matchup between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, What are you looking forward to? Uh, Obviously looking forward to the matchup between uh, Tom Brady and... Aaron Rodgers, but more importantly, I'm looking forward to the matchup between Bruce Arians and Matt LaFleur. Uh, Arians has been kind of this offensive guru for the last 
for basically his entire career that he's been an NFL coach. And LaFleur has kind of flown under the radar a little bit the past couple of years. He's obviously like you got the McVeighs and Shanahan's that kind of overshadow him and Kingsbury now in Arizona. But LaFleur has quietly been is quietly developed a really strong offense. Packers are the number one team in points per game, despite what PFF has to say. Um and so I'm interested to see the battle there. Like these are two teams that have really good offenses, and the Bucks are going to be back at full strength on that side of the ball. Obviously, sans OJ Howard, but they're going to be back full strength there. And Green Bay's defense is going to have to prove that they can hang with these great teams like this that can put up points in a hurry. Well, absolutely. And of course, Matt Lafleur. You talk about the McVeighs and Shanahan's. Lafleur in pretty rare company in his first 20 regular season games as a coach with those 17 wins. But with both teams, this is going to be this could be a shootout a little bit. But there are some injuries on the defensive side of the ball for both teams. It's going to be some interesting things. And of course, if you want the full injury breakdown? Listen to Saturday's uh, Pack a Day podcast, and also of course check us out on all social media and all po- uh, podcast platforms. But looking right in right away on Tampa Bay, Vita Vea, not being there, he was off to a great start as the nose. He was basically everything that you'd want out of out of a big uh, uh, plugger nose tackle. But with him out for the season, I don't know who their backup is right now, but the fact that Aaron Jones has been so good this year, he's still, I think, only fifth in the NFL in rushing yards, and he's four yards out of second, despite having already having his bye week. Not having a guy like Vea there is going to open things up so much for Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, maybe some jet sweep stuff that we that we've seen. Like just that's such a huge loss that can't be overstated for Tampa Bay. So their backup is Raheem Nunez Roches. Uh, he's a guy that's been got drafted in uh, 2018. Um, not really a big name guy like Vea. Vea. I'll say this: Vea, after being drafted super highly, everyone was down on the pick because Derwin James was on the board, and that was the Buccaneers' biggest need was at safety. But Vea has been at everything that they hoped he would be and more. So that is, like you said, a huge loss for this roster. Nunez Roches is a good, is a decent backup. Uh, I'm, I'll be interested to see how he can hold up against guys like Eldon Jenkins and Corey Lindsley, who are playing really good football to start the year. But th- so, but this front is just fearsome. Over the last two years, I believe they're the best team in football at defending the run. They have great linebackers in Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, and JPP off the edge are just. They're a, spe- they're a great group of pass rushers. Um, back is, Barrett is showing that last year was not just a fluke, which is what everybody kind of thought. Uh, JPP isn't quite the guy he was during his t- prime years of with the Giants, but he's still playing effective football off the edge there. So Aaron Jones can have a big game up the middle, but it's also not it's not going to be just, oh, Bay is out, so we're just going to walk all over everybody for sure. Uh, absolutely, and I'm glad you brought up their linebackers because Devin White, top five pick last year, he's starting to come into his own a bit more. Devontae David, we've said multiple times on this podcast that he's one of, the mo- one of, if not the most underrated linebacker in football with how good he really is. And Shaq Barrett, like you said, it's not a fluke. He's really refined his game since getting a chance in Tampa, and he's been exceptional. You're right, it's not going to be easy, but just not having that presence inside. We, we saw that with Green Bay with Kenny Clark out. It, there's, a, there's such a big difference and a big drop-off from starter to backup that even with spectacular talent around them, there's still that little bit of a hole there. But on that other side, Kenny Clark's back. Devontae Adams is back for the Packers. They're healthy. They're good to go. 
and how, and how big of on the Packers defensive end is having that back because you now you're not going to have to rely on Dean Lowry for so many snaps. Uh, Lancaster can is done the job adequately. Montrevious Adams has stepped up a little bit. So now, but now you throw Kenny Clark back in there, the All Pro or the All Pro level talent, and that's going to make things a little bit better to try and stop what's been a, a solid offense, but had but they haven't really hit quite hit their stride yet, because mostly because of injury. Yeah, um, so the main strength through five weeks for Tampa Bay has actually been on the ground. Uh, Ronald Jones has, is coming off back-to-back 100-yard games. He's playing really good football right now, definitely the best football that we've seen out of him in his young career, and it's kept Keyshawn Vaughn, and obviously Fournette's dealing with an injury, but it's kept Keyshawn Vaughn on the sideline for the most part. I think that this is where the Green Bay defense, so Ross Uglum uh, tweeted out a thing that the stat yesterday, Actually, Zach Cruz of Packers Wire tweeted out the stat, and then Ross Uglum retweeted it about how Brady, when he's under pressure, his his quarterback rating just drops significantly. I believe it was about 40 points or something like that. So what they need to do is get pressure up the middle with Kenny Clark. I want to see just I want to see a really aggressive defense tomorrow. I want to see the corners playing up close and bump and run with these guys. I understand Mike Evans is a big physical corner or a big physical receiver. But if Kevin King, if he's able to play, obviously he's questionable right now. We'll talk about that more later. Just get him and Jair up on the line of scrimmage, get physical with these receivers, bump them off their spots, and just send send your send your horses at them. This Green Bay outside linebacker room with Gary Z and Preston is really strong. Kenny Clark can get penetration up the middle, really force this Tampa Bay offensive line to hold up. Because they like Donovan Smith has looked bad. It doesn't help that the other four guys on the line are playing very well, but he is a glaring, glaring weakness right now. Send stunts. Send Kenny Clark on a stunt with Zedarius rushing up the middle. There's nothing that Donovan Smith and that left side of that line is going to be able to do if you are sending those two stud pass rushers at you. Clark isn't a super speedy guy, but for a defensive tackle, he moves really well. So I think that they need to be aggressive, have Clark getting penetration up the middle, and he needs to win his battle on the interior, without a doubt, because they cannot stand to have Brady just drop three steps and throw it to Godwin and Evans, Scotty Miller, and and all those other receiving weapons that they have down there. Well, absolutely, and you talk about the receiving weapons. Godwin Evans really looks like, probably for the first time the season, looked to be healthy. Uh, they've both been banged up all year. They've both had issues. Evans has played throughout, but he hasn't been the same. Godwin's missed a couple. But now we got... Kevin King's injury, a uh, piece of game time decision, but with with his quad injury, uh, didn't practice all week. He did so he did stretching. He was out there stretching, but then once the team stuff started, then he went back and got worked on with the training staff. If he can't go, is it Josh Jackson's uh, another chance for him? And then w- which corner do you put where? Uh, do you do you put Jair just uh, the new tr- to completely eliminate Godwin from the game? And do, then you put the other corners to try and minimize Evans. Like, what, what would what do you do? Well, so first thing, King didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. He was officially limited, listed as a limited participant on Friday. So he did get some work in. And obviously, like, he was out there for Wednesday and Thursday during stretching stuff. So when, So Friday, I don't know if that means he only did stretching and nothing else, but at least he got on the field some that day compared to the rest of the week. I think that it's not Josh Jackson's time. Shannon Sullivan's going to be out there for sure. Shannon Sullivan has been, the, I think, the best corner in football this year in terms of the slot. He's allowing a 53% completion percentage, but he's also not gone up against a guy like Godwin. 
I think the case can be made that you put Chandon in the slot against Godwin to start the game. You put Jair outside on Mike Evans. I understand that Jair's giving up size, but that's never shied him away from a from like any challenge. And I don't think it's J- Josh Jackson that gets out there. I think it's Kadar Hallman, honestly. I think that Hallman has shown more consistency thus far, and they seem to be more willing to put him on the field than they do Jackson, although we would all love for him to be the guy that's out there. I just don't think it's him right now. Now, if you see early on that Shannon's getting beat up and abused by Godwin, then I think you put Jair inside, you put, and then you take Shannon and put him out on uh, Evans. But that's just how I would handle it if I was in charge. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. That's definitely something to keep an eye as well. Of course, even you maybe could see some Darnold Savage out there. You could see some other things going through. Uh, I think... Holman and Jackson will both get probably fairly equal time out there. They'll see which one's working and if, and maybe just kind of rotate because getting a, a jumping up in snaps like that's going to be fairly tiring, especially factoring in the weather, which we'll get to pretty quickly as well. But I think that's another thing with King's injury is going to be how the conditions in Florida do affect a soft tissue injury like King has. We've talked, again, all to all camp, all offseason, about those types of injuries, how annoying they are, for lack of a better word. But, and this is from Bill Huber. Uh, the weather in, in Wisconsin on Sunday is expected to be around 43 degrees. It's It's been pretty chilly up here all week. In Tampa, it's supposed to be with the heat index around 90. Green Bay's been practicing in Wisconsin all week. Traveling down to Florida, I'm guessing Tampa's going to make them wear the green jerseys, and and there's all those little factors. How how much compared to usual, and for the one of the first times in a while, not in Green Bay's favor, will the weather uh, affect this one? Yeah, I don't know how much it's going to affect them. Um, I think that it'll affect them later in the game more than early in the game, just because I think that. But that's how most hot human games are, is you see teams by the by that fourth quarter. And we've seen it even, like, teams that are from down there. Like, the, this game wears you out. Even if you're used to practicing in this weather all day long, it's going to wear you out. I think that the, like, Green Bay having depth at spots like pass rusher, and I understand Alan Lazard's out, but they do have a decent number of receivers, and they don't trot out five receiver sets nonstop, so they might be able to get Devontae some snaps off and, Tyler Irvin being out hurts, but they have Darius Shepard, MBS, which isn't great, but the way Aaron Rodgers in this offense is clicking right now, it's not a huge issue. Corners, I think, where you can see the biggest problem. You have, like, Jair's playing. Kevin King is questionable. If he needs time, if he needs snaps off, and then uh, Chandon 
goes down with an injury or Kadar Hallman or anybody else then and these guys need to take a break because they're gassed because it's so hot and humid, then you might start running into a problem. But the Green Bay has decent depth at all spots and they can spell their guys. Like their running backs, they can go one drive, one drive, one drive if they absolutely have to. So I th- I don't think it's going to be a huge issue just because these these guys are professionals and they prepare well. And I'm sure like LaFleur I'm sure LaFleur's got a plan in place to prepare for guys getting gassed up by this by this hot and humid weather. So I think it'll play some part, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be a huge, like, game-deciding thing. Fair enough. And and so as as we continue with our preview for the Packers and Buccaneers, let's take a step out from the game itself, take a look at the rest of the NFC North. There's There are three games going on, really only one of which really truly matters when you really look at the division race right now, and that's Chicago at Carolina. Uh, Carolina is a surprise right now. They're playing pretty well. Mike Davis is looking good at running back. Teddy Bridgewater is looking like a solid uh, mid-tier quarterback right now. And Chicago trying to keep up. They're only got the one loss. They're but on the road in in uh, Charlotte. How do you think that game is going to go? I think Chicago wins. Uh, currently, it's a forty-four and a half point over under. Carolina's favored by one point. I would take Chicago money line all day. I think that Chicago's a better team. I think that they have a better defense. I think Carolina's defense has been playing kind of above their heads so far this year, and I think that the Bears have a legitimate top-five defense right now. Their pass rush is great. Their corners are – Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fuller are playing lights-out football right now. Like, these guys are great. Um, I think that they're going to really put, some, put the screws to Teddy Bridgewater, and Nick Foles just has to be serviceable. That's, that's all he has to do. He doesn't have to try and win the game. He's got to hit open throws, which obviously last week we saw that's not necessarily the easiest thing for him. So I think that the Bears are going to win that game on the road. I think David Montgomery finally ha- ha- has the potential to have a really big game. Carolina has been one of the worst teams against the run this season. They're, I believe for fantasy they are the worst team. They're allowing about 27 points, like fantasy points per game, to the running back position. So... I think that the Bears win that game pretty easily. They're gonna, they're probably gonna make it dumb close just because that's what Chicago does. But I have confidence in Chicago winning that game, so they're not gonna let Green Bay just continue to build their lead in this division. Fair enough. And now the other two games, Detroit, uh, they're they're on the way in Jacksonville. In yeah, that's a game that's happening. Uh, Matt Patricia, Doug Marone, two guys not likely to be employed at the end of the season. Uh, does Detroit get off the schneid, and does Jacksonville continue to tank for Trevor Lawrence? I think Jacksonville does continue to go down. Detroit continues to – Detroit comes out of this game with a win. They're favored right now, and I think that Detroit, like now that they're getting healthy, Kenny Galladay's back, Matt Stafford's healthy, and just this – like they all of their weapons are there. Jacksonville came out, the, came out of the gate. They got a big win. They've been feisty with teams like Tennessee and – Houston, but those are divisional games, so they're always going to be a little closer. But this Jacksonville team isn't that good. They can't stack up with teams like everyone else can. The one thing to watch here, though, is the Jacksonville offensive line is probably the best unit on this roster, and the Detroit defensive line is not very good. So if they can just get a lead early and then just ride James Robinson for the rest of the game, we could see a really low-scoring game where Detroit comes out and loses because – 
their defensive line is still bad, despite being giving Matt Patricia every scheme-specific player he needs, and they still can't come out with a win. But I think Detroit wins that game. They get themselves some dignity and don't look completely disrespe- like completely terrible, but they're also not that good at all this year. For sure. And then, of course, the final NFC North game going in Minneapolis, it is the Raheem Morris era for the Atlanta Falcons, as finally Dan Quinn was fired earlier this week, taking on the Vikings. Uh, Vikings need this game. They need, they have to win this one to really kind of keep pace, especially if Green Bay and Chicago both win, and Atlanta still stinks. Uh, do, you, do you see Minnesota getting that, that next win again? I do. Um, I think that the Minnesota team that we've seen over the last couple of weeks is closer to the team that we can expect to see for the rest of the year. The main issue that Minnesota has is on their interior offensive line, and Atlanta, although they have Grady Jarrett, they don't have a ton of guys that can pressure inside. So that's where I think that, like, if you can do that, which is obviously what teams like Green Bay can do and Chicago can do, and, like, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, like, these teams that have elite interior guys, they can do that. I'm not I'm not saying that Grady Jarrett is not, but I am saying that there's not enough of a pass rush there to really slow down Minnesota in the passing game. The corners for Atlanta are terrible. So I think Minnesota gets another win here, and they go to 2-4. and four line. I think I honestly think that the NFC North sweeps the week. It, like, I think that I think the NFC North goes 4-0 and this week, and they send the NFC South to three losses on the week. Yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see that. Another thing also uh, with uh, Delvin Cook, I don't think he's playing, but Madison. No, he is officially out. And, Alexander Madison is the starter, which is a good good starter to have if you're the Vikings. A good backup yeah. to have. He is he has been much better than I thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. He's been really really strong for them. But moving forward, we've done this the, for most of our game previews this week. The first four. Gage, if the Packers win, it'll be because of what? It'll be because they get interior pressure on Tom Brady. Uh, simply put, that's that's how you slow Tom Brady down. You get pressure on him. You make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket. He's not na- he's not athletic enough to make Green Bay pay for getting upfield too far. That's something that we've seen Green Bay get taken advantage of time and time again for the last. I don't know since I started watching started since I started watching Green Bay. They'll get interior pressure, but they'll the quarterback will break contain, and then the guy will run for five to ten yards. Tom Brady isn't that guy. He's not going to do that. So you get pressure on him interior with Kenny, uh, Z, Preston, Garrett. All of these guys really make him uncomfortable in the pocket, and you don't let the receivers make big plays. Jair is great at hitting guys and making tackles. Kevin King needs to wrap up. You can't let this team generate yards after the catch because that's what they want to do. Like Mike Evans is a big big catch guy, but he's also physical, strong. He can break tackles. When you get to a guy and wrap him up, you got to gang tackle, bring him down. I think that the running game can have an impact here, but I think that this is going to be between the two quarterbacks and who can be more effective with their receivers. I think that the Buccaneers have a better receiving group, but I think that the Packers are playing better right now. I also think Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback right now. And that's so. I think that it's going to come down to that: make Brady uncomfortable, make him like wait in the pocket by having good coverage, and then just make him try and scramble. And when he does that, he's going to throw it away because he can't throw well on the move because he's not a great athlete. 
The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go on the other end, though. I think the Packers win if they keep the Tampa Pass Rush at bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been protected at almost an all-time level through the first four games. The offensive line has been so unbelievably good. Whether No matter who's at right tackle, whether it ends up being Billy Turner or Rick Wagner, Lucas Patrick's done solid at work at right guard. Obviously, the left side of the line and Corey Lindsley have been the best in the NFL so far in the first first five weeks of the season. If they can keep Barrett out, if they can keep JPP away from Aaron Rodgers and, and give him some time to work, I think the offense has a has a pretty big game, and I think that makes things tougher for Tampa because that's going to make Brady have to throw a little bit more, make him become a little more impatient. That can cause some mistakes. And, and so I, I think I think for both sides, the offensive lines are going to be absolutely massive. So on the other end, if the Packers were to lose against Tampa, why would that be? Uh, Green Bay gets behind early. Like Their offense after two weeks off doesn't click the way it was prior to the bye. And then when they get behind, Ronald Jones has a big game. Ronald Jones, like I said earlier, he's coming off back-to-back 100-yard games. He's been playing well for Tampa. Green Bay has been gashed by runners in the past, and that's that's how you can keep this offense at bay. It's, it's hard to score points if you're on the sideline. So if Tampa can get a score early and then – they can try and ride that score all game by running the ball and getting into safe down and distances and not being forced to try and throw in a high octane at a high octane pace. Then I because here's the difference between Green Bay and a team like the Chargers. The Chargers put up 31 points against Tampa and should have won, but Justin Herbert made a rookie mistake. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to make those mistakes. He's not going to have he's not going to have those instances where he throws a ball that he knows he shouldn't. So if Tampa can get an early lead and then run the ball effectively and take care of the ball on the, on offense, I think that's how they end up beating Green Bay here. I'm with you. I also think on the defensive end for the Packers, if they don't wrap up, like you talked about with Kevin King earlier, if they show the same tackling performance that they showed against New Orleans, it's going to be a long day. Uh, you can't do what they did against Alvin Kamara and do that again also against Ronald Jones or Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. If you don't wrap up and bring these guys to the ground, it's going to be a really, really difficult day for this defense. It's going to be a difficult day for for Petten with them having to stay on the field longer than. It's it's going to be rough. But I, I think if they do wrap up, I think they got a good chance. So as we continue, Gage, uh, give us a look at what the what the lines are, what the over-unders for this game, and what what we can expect. Currently, the over-under is set at 55. Green Bay is favored by one. They originally opened as two-and-a-half-point dogs on the road to Tampa, but the books quickly wisened up, and there it has now swung three points in the other direction. Uh, hopefully, you got lucky and you bought Green Bay as a dog, um, because I know I did. I, as soon as this line came out and I saw Green Bay was an underdog, I, it instantly took uh, the money line bet there. 
I think the Green Bay is the better team right now. I think that their offense is playing better. I understand that Tampa's been dealing with injuries, but Tom isn't the same quarterback he was 10 years ago. Aaron Rodgers still looks like the guy he was 10 years ago in terms of arm talent. Like He may have lost a step athletically, but his arm looks the same that it's always looked. He can make any throw. He can throw to any receiver at any time. And this offense is making life so easy on him. He's not having to make hero play after hero play because LaFleur is scheming guys open. Uh, against Atlanta, Malik Taylor converted a key third down, and he was wide open on that play. There was no – and then the and in addition to Malik Taylor on that play, there was three other guys open on that play. Bob Tanyan and MBS were both open on the opposite side of the field. I understand that the Atlanta defense isn't as good as the Tampa defense, but – you had three guys running wide open on a key play. All Rodgers had to do was take his pick of the litter. So I think that Green. I think Green Bay wins this game here. At one point, at a minus one, I'm I'm willing to take that because all that means is if Green Bay wins by one, they push. But I think they cover here. The over under at 55 is a little high for me. I'm going to take the under there. I think these defenses could kind of clamp down a little bit on these offenses. I still think it's a decently like score a decent scoring game, but I don't necessarily think that these two teams combine for over fifty five. Well, I'm the opposite. I'm, I, I'm actually I, I actually would take the over. I, I think there's going to be some big plays, and I, I I think we may see a defensive score in this one. But uh, I I think yeah, the line that's shocking that it's that close. I think even still, because Green Bay has been arguably the best team in football through the first five weeks of the season. But yeah, if you're right, if if you were able to get on them as the dog early, that's that's in, extremely intelligent and and a good way to get ahead of the game. But as we start to wrap things up here, let's let's make our final predictions for this game. I'll go first, and I do think Green Bay takes it. I think they take it thirty to twenty seven. I think it's a three point game, but I do think at the end the, the Aaron Rodgers effect does win out, and I think. I think they'll it'll be I think it'll be a thirty to twenty game and then Tampa will get like a late touchdown. But I do think Green Bay does take this one. It's closer than the other the other games of the year, but I think the Packers get to five and zero. I think Green Bay comes out of this game twenty eight twenty four. Green Bay has struggled a little bit in the red zone this year. They've kind of they'll get down in close and then they'll get a little bit bogged down. But I think that Lafleur is going to start scheming up some more exotic looks down in that area rather than just trying to run your running back into a wall at the like from the one-yard line. I've seen it too many times, and I think he might start doing something else there. Maybe A.J. Dillon is the guy that you're like, you know what, it's the fourth quarter and we need a one-yard gain. Let's go ahead and send our 260-pound bowling ball and see what you can do against it. So I think that Green Bay wins like 28-24. Keeps it close. Uh, like They keep it close, but I think Green Bay is just too efficient, and Tampa just can't quite keep up. Fair enough. So as we wrap things up, Gage, where can we find you and what are you working on? You can find me, as always, on Twitter, at GBridgefordNFL. I am live every Sunday morning uh, with Tyler Grezgorik, our usual other Saturday host, over on uh, Game on Wisconsin on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook at a at 11 to 11.50 a.m. talking fantasy stuff. Uh, I generally have my kicker rankings for Roto Baller come out on Tuesday. Uh, we'll usually write another weekly article for them Wednesday or Thursday. I do stuff for Dynasty Nerds every week. I do Start Sit as well as Dynasty Rankings. Some stuff for Denver Stiffs. I'm always busy. Uh, if you ever want any content from me, you can find it on my Twitter. Also, a quick shout-out to Brendan Roop, who got married last night. Big congrats to him. That is why we gave him the pass for being out today. Absolutely. The biggest congratulations to Brennan for that as well. And 
can find me on Twitter at Mike Wendland, all one word. Uh, I'm just doing a lot of high school sports here in, in Wisconsin for Zaleski Sports, a lot of live streaming, and, and with volleyball and soccer playoffs going, I'm getting pretty busy. But it's, it's good to see stuff happening as far as fall sports happening in Wisconsin, at least as much as we can right now. But, of course, also check us the Packet Podcast out every day without fail. Check out our YouTube page. Andy's been doing some great work on there, breaking stuff down. And listen every day. Listen for the game recap tomorrow as well. And, of course, check us wherever you can find your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, give us a like. Give us a subscription. Let us know how we're doing. And also check us out on Twitter, like I said, at Packet Podcast. So for that, it is game day. And for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Wendlich. Everyone, stay safe. Always carry the G. And go pack go. Enjoy the game. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.